Ladies and gentlemen, to day 40 of reading the Bible in a year, in a soft-spoken or whispered manner, welcome. If you are just joining us, welcome. It's never too late to join and hop on. Hop on this amazing plane as we fly, sometimes crawl, sometimes run, walk through the scriptures in a year. Day 40. This is so significant. The number 40 that's the number of days that it rained on the earth. And Noah and his family and the animals chosen were in the ark for 40 days and 40 nights. This is the number where Jesus was tempted in the wilderness without any food and water for 40 days. 40 days he was led by the Spirit. He didn't do it on his own will. He was led by the Holy Spirit, the power of God, went into the wilderness for 40 days and was tempted by the devil and overcame, showing us we too can overcome in his name. So, I'm so glad you are here. And today, we are going to be going through Exodus chapter 23, verse 10 through chapter 25, verse 22. And today, I'm excited because we are beginning the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now, you may hear a bit of repetition and go, wait, we just read about that in the Gospel of Matthew. Reading that, this past 30 some odd days, the Gospel of Matthew. I know. But repetition is the mother of learning, they say. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by words spoken, just in general? No by the word of God. And what did Jesus tell the devil in the wilderness? He said, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And these words in this Bible are from the mouth of God himself. So before we begin, let's pray. Dear Adonai, Elohim, Heavenly Father, I hang on to every word. I hang on to every word in your treasure chest, your holy Bible, which you gave to us. And you didn't have to, but you wanted to use us to flesh out the Bible written by men. The words came from the mouth of you, the mouth of you, Father, by the power of your sweet Holy Spirit. The word was breathed out by the Holy Spirit, and Jesus became to us, and Jesus came to us, the word as flesh. It's so hard to fathom with our natural minds, O oh Lord, so I ask you to open up our spiritual eyes. Help us to see the rich treasure, the revelation, which you want to impart to us in your word. On the surface, Lord, it just looks like black printed words or red when words that were spoken by Jesus are there. But it just looks like words on a screen or a piece of paper. It's not. It's life-giving. It's life breathing as we go deeper. 
Deep calls unto deep, as your word says. So, Lord, take us deep. We need you, O oh Jesus. We need to drink of your blood, eat of your flesh. Help us, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, by the power of your sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Exodus, chapter 23, verse 10 through 33. The Shabbat and land. You shall sow your land for six years and gather in its yield. But on the seventh year, you shall let it rest and lie fallow, so that the needy of your people may eat. And whatever they leave the beast of the field may eat. You are to do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Six days you are to do your work, but on the seventh day you shall cease from labor so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the son of your female slave, as well as your stranger, may refresh themselves. Now, concerning everything which I have said to you, be on your guard, and do not mention the name of other gods, nor let them be heard from your mouth. Three times a year you shall celebrate a feast to me, you shall observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread. For seven days you are to eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty-handed. Also, you shall observe the Feast of the Harvest of the Firstfruits of your labors from what you sow in the field. Also, the feast of the ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field, three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, nor is the fat of my feast to remain overnight until morning. You shall bring the choice first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God, you are not to boil a young goat in the milk of its mother. Behold, I am going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Be on your guard before him and obey his voice. Do not be rebellious toward him, for he will not pardon your transgression, since my name is in him. But if you truly obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pedotites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will completely destroy them. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their sacred pillars in pieces. But you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. There shall be no one miscarrying or barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror ahead of you, 
and throw into confusion all the people among whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send hornets ahead of you, so that they will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year, that the land may not become desolate, and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you little by little, until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. I will fix your boundary from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, and from the wilderness to the river Euphrates. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you will drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them or with their gods. Exodus chapter 24 People affirm their covenant with God. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and you shall worship at a distance. Moses alone, however, shall come near to the Lord, but they shall not come near, nor shall the people come up with him. Then Moses came and recounted to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord has spoken, we will do. Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Then he arose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain with twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the sons of Israel, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and the other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, all that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. So Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, and said, Behold the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you, in accordance with all these words. Then Moses went up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel, and under his feet there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire, as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against the nobles of the sons of Israel. And they saw God, and they ate and drank. Now the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and remain there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua his servant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. But to the elders he said, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aran and Hur are with you. Whoever has a legal matter, let him approach them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days, and on the seventh day he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud, 
and to the eyes of the sons of Israel. The appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountain top. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Exodus chapter 25, verses 1 through 22. Offerings for the sanctuary. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me. From every man whose heart moves him, you shall raise my contribution. This is the contribution which you are to raise from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat hair, ram's skins dyed red, purpoise skins, acacia wood, oil for lighting, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them according to all that I'm going to show you as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so you shall construct it. Ark of the Covenant They shall construct an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, and one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and out you shall overlay it, and you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall cast four gold rings for it and fasten them on its four feet. And two rings shall be on one side of it and two rings on the other side of it. You shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. You shall put into the ark the testimony which I shall give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and one and a half cubits wide. You shall make two cherubim of gold. Make them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end and one cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat at its two ends. The cherubim shall have their wings spread upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings and facing one another. The faces of the cherubim are to be turned toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony which I will give to you. There I will meet with you, and from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim which are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak to you about all that I will give you in commandment for the sons of Israel. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 1 Preaching of John the Baptist The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God 
as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea was going out to him, and all the people of Jerusalem. And they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. John was clothed with camel's hair, and wore a leather belt around his waist, and his diet was locusts and wild honey. And he was preaching and saying, After me one is coming, who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Baptism of Jesus In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Immediately, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came out of the heavens, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Immediately, the Spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels were ministering to him. Jesus preaches in Galilee. Now, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he was going along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, or Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, who were also in the boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and went away to follow him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Shabbat he entered the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, What business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice, and came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they debated among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. 
Immediately, the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district of Galilee. Crowds healed. And immediately after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever, and immediately they spoke to Jesus about her. And he came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand, and the fever left her, and she waited on them. When evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed, and the whole city had gathered at the door. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he was not permitting the demons to speak, because they knew who he was. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place, and was praying there. Simon and his companions searched for him. They found him, and said to him, Everyone is looking for you, he said to them. Let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby, so that I may preach there also, for that is what I came for. And he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out the demons. And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and falling on his knees before him, and saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him, and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out, and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the news around, to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas. And they were coming to him from everywhere. God Calling Eventide Day 40, February 9th All will be well. Jesus said, in humble anticipation, wait. Wait as a servant anticipating orders. Wait as a lover eager to note a need and to supply it. Wait for my commands. Wait for my guidance. Wait for my supply. All will come. In such a life you may well be of good cheer. Can a life be dull when always there is that watchful expectancy, anticipation of glad surprise, that wonder of fulfillment, that joy of full supply? So just to unpack chapter 23 of Exodus a little bit, this is about, in Hebrew it's called the Shemitah, in which is resting the land every seven years. Doesn't this also sort of apply to bankruptcy laws to be able to start all over again? Seven years bankruptcy is on the record and then you have a fresh start. Also, it's about resting the land 
resting your animals. Today we could say resting our cars, resting our, just rest. If God rested on the seventh day after he created the earth, how much more do we need to rest as human beings, right? And do we not see the effects today of not resting the land? When this whole thing happened in 2020, and it's still sort of continuing today, all these different variants, they come up with a new Greek alphabet every every week. But one, one, one silver lining was that it, it forced everyone to rest the land, to rest and seek him if they were smart. It was a year of resting. We've never seen it before. We haven't done that in ages. God knows best. So I just love that. He says right here, rest the land, rest everything every seven years. So basically six days a week work. Rest one day a week from labor. And then do not even mention the name of other gods. Don't even talk about it, he's saying. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is so holy and he is sending the Holy Spirit before them. Or he is sending the angel of the Lord before them. Full of the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure, is it the angel of the Lord? Is it Jesus before he became flesh? Full of the Holy Spirit that he's sending when he says, I'm sending an angel before you? Or is it the Holy Spirit? We know that he came as a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day when they were crossing the Red Sea. Then he's telling them exactly what's going to happen. They are going to conquer all of the ites. The Canaanites, Hittites, Jebusites, Pedotites, etc. And then he's saying, he knows them and he said, don't let their worship of other gods influence you. It will be a trap if you do that. A warning. Also, Exodus chapter 24. Okay, we're going to unpack this. This is amazing. This is such a supernatural book. Okay, I'm just going to unpack a little bit of how the people, they answered in one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has spoken, we will do. And later they say, we will obey. We will obey the voice of the Lord. And here the blood of the covenant is made. And what did Jesus do in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 28? He said, Behold the blood of the new covenant. Anytime God makes a covenant with man, blood is required. The first covenant was with Adam and Eve. God had to slay an animal, their blood. He covered. Since his glory had departed, he covered them with the skin of animals. Well, blood's required for that. There's also always a meal involved. In verse 11, after they're looking at the glory of God, under the feet of God, under his feet, 
There appeared to be a pavement of sapphire. He brought heaven to earth on that mountain of Sinai. And they ate and drank. That is a covenant. That seals the covenant. And then God is calling to Moses to come up to the mountain. So Moses came with Joshua. And what did Joshua and Moses do? They waited. They waited for six days. Can we just wait at the Lord's feet for six days? So let's look at this. First, he built an altar at the foot of the mountain. And us, do we not put everything on the altar at the foot of the cross of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus Christ, at the cross? He sent young men of the sons of Israel. They offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. And with their blood, he sprinkled it onto the people. And they, they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and we will be obedient. And then Moses said, behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then they ate and drank when Moses went up with Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the Lord's glory. And then Moses and Joshua wait for six days. Six days. And the cloud covered the mountain. For six days Moses and Joshua were under the cloud. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. Then the Lord calls from the cloud on the seventh day. And so they were under the cloud. And outside of the glory of the cloud, the eyes of the sons of Israel the glory appeared to them like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. And Moses entered the midst of the cloud and, well, here's a significant day. This is, this is not any coincidence. This is a divine day, 40 days. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. And Moses and Joshua are inside the glory cloud, but from the outside, the sons of Israel, the glory of the Lord, appeared to them like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. And then Moses entered the midst of the cloud. And how long is he there? Forty days and forty nights. And today it's no coincidence that this is the fortieth day of going through the Bible in a year. What a privilege, Lord. Wow. Also, Exodus chapter 25 verses 1 through 22. We will eventually get into the book of Hebrews and we will see that this was a shadow of what was in heaven. This is the shadow that God was having Moses construct. And I just love how detailed God is. I mean, and I love how he's allowing the people to contribute so that they have confidence and passion for eventually being able to come and praise and worship into what's being built, the tabernacle. And you know, Jesus has said, men rise by effort. And so God is giving them purpose. They have a purpose. Because they've been slaves for over 400 years. That was their purpose. Now, God is setting them free and giving them a purpose to be a part of his kingdom to be a part of building the tabernacle where his glory dwells. Also, the Gospel of Mark, 
chapter 1. I love the baptism of Jesus. We see the Trinity again. We don't see the word Trinity, but we see it demonstrated. As soon as he was baptized by John, who prepared the way of him as prophesied in Isaiah, hundreds and hundreds of years beforehand, what happens? Did a dove come? No, no. That's not what it says here. Mark records the spirit like a dove descended upon him. The heavens opened and the Holy Spirit like a dove descended upon him. And at the same time, the Father said, Out of the heavens, you are my beloved Son. A father says that, right? A son doesn't say that to a father. A brother doesn't say that. No, only a father can call you a son. And the father said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. And then immediately the spirit takes him to the wilderness. And here we go again with that number. Forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels were ministering to him. And Mark doesn't go into it, he just says what happened after that. Jesus said just four things. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And that's the same message today. It's so simple. Sweet friend, the time is fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled all. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's it. So simple. Not complicated. And then I also love this. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they could not admit anything, but the demon knew that he was the Son of God. Immediately. What business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? They eventually are going to be destroyed. You see, many will say that between, uh, before Noah's Ark, when the, when the earth was corrupted by the fallen angel coming into the daughters of men and producing this hybrid race, half demon, half man, half demon, half woman, half creature, half demon, right? Eventually they'll be destroyed, but many say that they're on the earth and they come to, they don't have a body and they come to possess a body. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're, you're vulnerable if you dabble in illegally the magic arts and things like that. You're opening up yourself to the demonic realm and they cannot wait to possess a human body because they're disembodied. They don't have a body. So they hijack bodies. There are many demon-possessed people on this earth. But Jesus has come to set them free. And look, Jesus, so simple. What does he do? He rebukes him, says, be quiet and come out of him. He had authority. And the spirit threw that poor soul, that poor body into convulsions. And the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. Everyone was amazed. They had never experienced or witnessed a teaching with authority like this. And then the leper. You see Jesus' compassion. A leper. The skin falling off. 
falling on his knees, if you are willing. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And then Jesus says, don't say anything, don't say anything, but just go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But what is, he can't help it. He's shouting it from the rooftops. And now Jesus can no longer publicly enter a city. But, this really gets me. He stayed out in unpopulated areas. He didn't go to the famous areas. He went to the unpopulated areas at this time. And they came to him from everywhere. So isn't this wonderful? Some of this may sound repetitive because of what we read in Matthew, but we're getting a different perspective. So the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the same story. It's the same story. But it's from a different perspective and different jewels and treasures that we are going to see the different facets of God as we look at it in His light. Oh, Father in Heaven, thank You for helping us to wait on You. Moses waited in Your glory cloud. Joshua waited for Moses. Forty days and forty nights, Jesus was in the wilderness. Noah waited on the ark forty days and forty nights with his family and the animals. The angels ministered to Jesus as he waited in the wilderness, Lord. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Send your angels to help us, to minister to us as we wait on you. As we wait on you, O Lord. Thank you for sending your angels to minister to us and help us. And to minister to those in Turkey and Syria right now, O Lord to minister to their families, to get us away from the distraction of things that don't matter in the long run, Lord. You are eternal. Your word is eternal. And Jesus said, all heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. Not a dot will pass away. It's true, one day you will make a new heaven and a new earth. It's true. Your word says that one day, you will make a new heaven and a new earth. And your righteous ones who are saved will rule and reign with Christ. Meantime, Lord, help us to wait. Help us to wait for your guidance, wait for your supply, wait for your commands. Help us to endure. In Jesus' name I pray by the power of our sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. A sweet friend, before we go, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord 
and believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. For it is with my heart that I believe and am justified, just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now his child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to him. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Blessings to you.